This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddle and Fem. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Doing good, man. We got big mega show tonight. Uh doing a KBF recap of the Kissimmee uh, event. It was a couple of weeks ago, but uh giant show tonight. Uh but yeah, as always, we are brought to you by the great folks at the Dugout Bait and Tackle in Marietta, Georgia. And not only do they have the bumper bro that we talked about last week brought to you by Burley pro that crazy guy down in Australia, but they have that in the brand new rod, that thing from St. Croix. What's that all about? man? Yeah. So they, uh, St. Croix just released the rod that they've been kind of building up for a while. The, uh, St. Croix victory rods. Victory! Um, <laughs> Sorry. They, uh, it's, it's eight different models, total five casting and three spinning. Um, I looked up a little bit of the information about them. I am not technical enough to tell you all about and be able to speak confidently in what I'm talking about, but they're making them in a new material and they're super lightweight. They're 100% made in America and they've got Fuji wow. guides and Fuji real seats. That's all I need to know to buy a rod. So uh, check them out. They've got them. Uh, I'm not sure if they've got all the models down at dugout. Just give them a call. 
Um, I'm sure they'll tell you what they got or when they're getting them or when they can sell them. I think they've got them. Um, last thing I saw was they weren't supposed to be on the market until the 19th of March, but you know, dugouts got, got their hands in the right cookie jars. They probably got them first. Um, and they still got the, uh, the real down deal going on at the St. Croix Legend Extremes. Uh, buy one of those rods at regular price and get a Shimano XT reel with it for free. So yeah. uh, hop on down there and get it. If you can't get down there and get it, give them a call and tell them that me and Dan sent you down there and you heard it on the paddle and fin on the reel down and they'll hook you up. That's right. And uh, But you just went up and fished some ice fishing, right? You went I did. With Brian? Yeah, man. Uh, give Brian a big huge shout out and thanks i uh drove that nine and a half hours up there thursday went through that ridiculous ice storm in kentucky got up there i think the warmest temperature i saw was like eight maybe ten negative at night they got like a foot or two of snow on the ground snowed most of the time we were there but the ice fishing was on fire we just went up there to uh, catch a bunch of bluegill you know fill the freezer but uh, we caught probably me, just me and him caught almost a hundred fish the wow. first day, and Sweet then the devil there he is. What up, Brian? And then uh, we caught probably 150 or more. Second day we had a couple people with us, brought home about a hundred hundred fish to fillet up and eat. I can't wait, man. I had a fish fry in a while, so it's about to go down. There you go. But it was fun, cool new experience. Cold ass crap. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd get it. Maybe one, I like, I'd do it for the experience, but that that don't look like something I'd want to be a part of. I, it's it's really not that bad. Like, it's walking walking out on the lake. That sucks, you know. Um, but once you get in the shack, man, we had a heater blowing. Uh, you could take all your cold weather gear off and just relax and catch fish. It was great. How do you Hey, have- hold on, Frank. Hold on. <laughs> I am Gimli. I'm not a hobbit. That dude Back has up. like the giant, a giant beard himself. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but how, how do you get, do you have a heater on the ice? I've never understood that. Doesn't yeah, it so ice? It, it's just a, it does, which is kind of cool and scary all at the same time. So you've got one of those, are you like, if you know what a buddy heater is, it's like a propane heater. Yeah. Brian's got the big one sitting right on the ice, blowing right between us. You know, it keeps it, it probably gets it into like the 40, 50 degree ish range in there. It's melting all the ice and snow in front of it. But when we drilled down, the ice was probably 18 inches thick. So, I mean, you're not in, you'd have to point it straight down to even start to do anything. Hey, no, cause we didn't drink. I was surprised myself. I was totally ready for a bottle of bourbon and ice fishing. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We'll go ahead and get on with the show. We have four huge guests. They all won. They all got big checks down in Kissimmee. So I'm going to mess up some names, but I'm going to try not to. We'll start with John, the toughest name. I'm sorry I'm from Mississippi. John Ferreira. You got it. I got thumbs up, so I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Sharp, he's a, you know, he's in the internet. So we might, we might just be hearing all the actually be able to see him but uh and then the other two they've been on the show multiple times arguably let's say the two best anglers in the country Wes Snyders and the man himself jody queen thanks everybody for being on the show hey guys 
Thanks for having me on. And we got a free, like everybody. Gosh, the DJ is scratching it up over here. Uh, Jody gave us a little, uh, we won't do it now, but anybody, like Jody needs to make a nice YouTube video of his uh, man cave. Because anybody who thinks they have like a nice kayak man cave, y'all ain't got nothing. Like he's got you beat. His roof is done up. Not like not roof, but ceiling. If your ceiling ain't your ceiling is not on point like his ceiling. Look, there you go. Like he's gonna flex on us. Look, y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got nothing. He's got the Sistine Chapel redneck version going on. Yeah, that's exactly. right, man. I even got a <laughs> volcano over there. Yeah. And the metal lady's still up in there. My favorite. But yeah, thank y'all yeah. for being on the show. But uh y'all all went down to Kissimmee, got paid. And we're nice and warm for a while. Uh, now Russ, he's out in California, pipping in an old school vehicle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll start. I, I got all the numbers here, so let's see what I can do. I'm glad you're taking that because I was writing all that down and like confusing myself, and I'm sure I've got somebody crossed up. So. Yeah, and we can only have six people on our stream, streamyards, and that's all I could do. But I want to I want to give a huge shout out to Matt Kiefer. He had an amazing, all these events, he had an amazing uh, weekend, too, down there, too. So big shout-out to him. You're going to his, hear his name a lot. He just couldn't fit on the show. It would only fit six people, or he, we would have definitely had him on as well. So shout-out to him. But uh, So I'm going to go with all the numbers first, and then we'll do some intros. So KBF Day 1, 145 anglers. I didn't see who caught the big bass. I, I didn't see that in um, – in fishing chaos, but uh, John, you won that one with 93 inches. Dennis Campbell second, 92 and a half. Uh, Matt Kiefer got 92. Russ in fifth with 90 and a quarter, and Jody with 89 and a quarter. So that was day one. John, you won that one. Day two, and Russ, somewhere in there, you flipped your kayak. That's all I know. And lost a bunch of stuff. And that's, that's pre-fishing. Yeah. I'm yeah. And then people found your rods all over the lake and <laughs> caught fish off of them too. There's a little Nailed. tip sticking out, and Cody and another guy caught caught some fish off. Of them. Yeah, Dustin, one one of the yeah, paddling. That's, that's right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then day two, you end up winning after you flip you turtle your kayak and then come back and win day two. With uh, that had 131 anglers. Jody, you had the big fish, 23 and a half. So you Rushy won that day with 94 and a quarter. Matt Kiefer, there's that name again, 92 inches. Derek Brundle, the man up in the Northeast, 91 and a, a quarter. Jody, you got fifth with 88 inches, so cast your check. And John, a little bit lower that day, four fifth, four fish, but still had a good day. Um, and then the Tempitational, and Josh, I got to find out what my question is going to be is why the hell you didn't fish day one and two? But in the Tempitational, Josh won that one. With uh, 184 and three quarter, Rush, you got second. Another check with 184 and a half. Matt Kiefer again with 184. Jody in fourth with 177 and a quarter, and John 21st, uh, 152 and a half. So still a, a great showing there. And then the t then we roll over into the ten, which everybody loves that event because everybody is getting paid probably. It's hard to argue, but like that's the event everybody really wants to be in. Out of, I mean, the TOC is great, yes. but the, the ten you're getting paid—that's the event everybody wants to be in every year. I don't think anybody can argue. 
you're getting paid. Who doesn't? Not just paid, but just the whole experience with, you know, getting to to stay with all the top guys and uh, the big prize package. And it's a whole, it's a, it's an experience for sure. That's that's the one tournament of the year coming in dead last does not matter. Yeah. Just like, I was joking, hey, I was joking with a buddy of mine. I said, man, if you could just take all the knowledge in that house, that when everybody's there, if you could just take all that knowledge and put it in a book, you know, I mean, you'd be a millionaire. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when everybody gets to talking about what they're doing and all the stuff that's going down in that house. It's it's a good place to be. Yep. But Don't Joe, say it too loud. Scott Butcher's going to start writing a book next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got to learn to write first. <laughs> But Jody, he had all the checks throughout, you know, from the other events, but he got the big check on that one with 166 inches, two days, uh, you know, Russ and uh, who else? Josh, Josh, you were in that one too, right? From right, that's right. the Invitational. So congratulations, y'all. Also cashing checks there. Uh, John, you, you got close to sneaking into that one too, right? So almost. We were rooting for you, but. I blew it. I blew it on day two. It's, it's, and next year. Well, this year. I mean, so you already won one event. So, I mean, your points are – you've got great points going into the rest of the year. So, you have an opportunity to get in there for 2022. So, all right. So, we'll start. Now, we'll go back up and go to introductions. John, you've, we've never had you on the show. So, tell us who you are, how you got into kayak fishing, and what you do whenever you're not kayak fishing. Cool. Uh, so my name is John Ferreira. I'm from Taunton, Massachusetts. I actually live five minutes away from Kenwood. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you might be. I mean, he, he's he's cool to me, I guess. Um, yeah, so it all started when I bought a crappy little sit-in, a little nine-footer pelican about five years ago. Um, I was just hitting all the local bodies of water. And then one day I was driving on a Saturday and I drove by a bigger body of water and I saw all these, you know, big rig kayaks out there. And at the time I was blown away. I've never seen anything like it. Um, so I was super intrigued. And then I was on, I was on fish brain, the app at the time. And I saw uh, one, a yellow Hobie that I saw on the water that day. So I, I commented, I was like, Oh, are you guys on uh, Lake Sebastia? And he responded. Yeah. And then he continued to tell me a little bit about the, uh, the club um and uh, later that day i found massachusetts ag bass and and then i started fishing that trail um started off by getting my butt kicked but and then uh yeah uh when i'm not fishing uh man i'm either working or i'm with a little one there's only really a couple things i do in my life and that's either my family or i'm fishing um either on the kayak or uh i was on some hard water today you know, slaying some crappies on the ice. So it was a good day. What, what, what do you do for a living? Oh, I, um, so I am a residential, uh, solar installation trainer. So I, I used to install solar. I did that for about eight years and I finally got a good gig to where I'm actually training now. So I traveled the country, um, wow. training new hires and, and different integrations. And I was in California last week, um, which was nice, but in Florida, I was technically uh, working, so that whole trip was paid for by my company. Essentially, I got to drive the work truck down, and they paid for a hotel. So, I am like super fortunate. Uh, big shout out to Sunrun for that. Um, I'm also they they got me covered for Lake Murray too. So, dang, that's nice. There you go, growth industry. All right. Yeah. 
All right, Josh, man, we haven't had you on the show before, but I keep hearing from Adam. And I know Russ and Adam, Riser, I know y'all run in the same group. I know y'all are boys. And I keep hearing you're the man to watch out for. So so tell us who you are. I'm Josh Sharp. Can you, you guys hear me all right? Yeah. I want to make sure. Um, Josh Sharp from Franklin, Tennessee. You know, I've been tag fishing for the last five or six years now. And been fishing for most of my life. Had the Harpers River uh, run down my backyard, so I used to wade the creeks and uh, rivers growing up back there. But yeah. Well, well, what do you do whenever you're not kayak fishing? Um, not kayak fishing. I mean, I got. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I mean, I got a bass boat too. I'll do some of the boat stuff. I tend to. I've been. I tend to use my kayak more than my boat. It's a different experience, you know. I mean. Yeah. I got into the kayak fishing because I couldn't afford a boat at the time, so I kind of got it, got that to kind of get by and kind of get into some tournaments and stuff. I mean, ended up doing that. I mean, shoot, I'm pretty much usually just fishing. If I'm not, I'm working or something. You know, some yeah. friends with it. There you go. Yeah. And, and Russ, I just if if people don't know who you are, I feel bad for him. But <laughs> who are you, man? And where are you at? Tell people where you're at uh yeah my name is russ snyders i'm here in actually visit my mom uh, in california grass valley kind of foothills of the of the sierras and i'm in a domino's parking lot right now she uh of course she, you her, her wi-fi sucks i tried using it i couldn't even play a youtube video so i'm like ah this isn't gonna work so actually my yeah, my father he lives in the in the bay area and i, I took his uh his old car it's an old 64 uh ford cortina english ford uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, it's a fun car to, to drive around for the, for the week here. And, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, just sitting in the, the parking lot. I got three bars. So I'm stoked about that. Glad you guys can hear me. Okay. And, yeah, um, uh, yeah, but I, are, are uh, you going to get back to fish Watts bar? I'm not at the end of way. I'm not messing with that cold weather. I was already kind of planning on it before I was going to take a week off. Uh, see the family. I really didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to see him over the holidays. Um, and last time I saw him was when I did my road trip out here over the summer. And the majority of that time I was actually uh, fishing. So I got a chance to spend time with family for a while. So it's, it's nice to get out here and, um, uh, catch up with them and spend some time with them. And, uh, so I was planning on missing Watts bar, which I'm not, not too upset about looking at that forecast with temps in the teens. It looks crazy. And, I guess Tennessee just got a half a foot of snow or something. I don't know. Even Texas is like a couple degrees or something. San Antonio. It's wild, man. I'm, so I'm, uh, yeah, as soon as I get back, I'm planning on getting back probably Sunday or Monday. And we're going to, most likely, I'm going to do uh, Lake Murray and then go to Broken Bow and Lake Fork. So I've got a busy few weeks when I get back. I'll see you at Lake Fork. Hell yeah. That'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's me, you, and a whole bunch of folks in that one house, dude. We're gonna have that little house packed out. Hell yeah! Oh, you're are you're in with um uh, with Will and uh, yeah. I, oh, I got yeah. in like I got in like last minute. I was like, dude, if there's somewhere to like I can lay down, I'll I'll go. And they were like, yeah, sure, come on. Uh, hell yeah, so. damn it, cool, bud. Awesome. All right, Jody. People don't know who you are. Tell us. I'm Jody Queen, uh, originally from Wayne County, West Virginia. I live in Bluefield. West Virginia right now uh, for the past 10 years. I got my first kayak, I guess, about six years ago, which was a little sit on top Pelican when they first came out with the angler. Pelican had a little angler series. And, uh, it was a great boat because you only had to paddle on one side. 
because it goes straight if you just stayed on one side. But, uh, <laughs> it, was, but it got me out, man. It got me into it. So, you know, I, it, it led me to, to know that I wanted to do this. So uh, I was on the Internet one day, and I seen Drew Gregory jump up and do a 360 in that little Kusa, and, and uh, that's what sold me on that. So I went and bought one of those, and that's, what start, that's when I started fishing the tournaments. I fished locally and belonged to a couple clubs and then uh, started branching out and fishing a few uh, uh, KBF things back in, I think, 2015 and uh, 2016. I did a little more. And by 2017, this is all I do. Uh, when I'm not fishing, I'm sleeping. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> making art. Yeah, yeah, making art. You know, I mean, Cooking, I, I'm vice president cook, of... Uh, I'm vice president of Gary Bowling's House of Art here at the at the, uh, at the building here. We've got a gallery, and uh, most every room that I've got in here looks like a gallery. But uh, we're kind of a like a springboard for local artists who uh, don't have the resources to show their work or don't know how to get out and, and uh, do the uh, marketing and, and how to get into shows and stuff like that. We kind of help them just give them a little shove in the right direction. That and uh, play music, man. I'm a musician. I'm play music so most of, most of the time i'm, I'm fishing though yeah. but I, i'm full-time fishing that's what i do and if i got a chance to do this other stuff then that's that's what i do when i'm home if, if i would say I, like you started at pelican like uh, you know one of the let, let's not argue one of the best top five anglers in the country kayak anglers in the country if you see somebody online who's in a pelican or a sun dolphin don't you, you're not helping us by by hating on them because they're in a terrible kind be nice no. and, and yeah like somebody the other day was in like a sun dolphin they were proud of that damn thing be nice yeah, i mean anybody know. that i see out on the water i don't care if it's a sun dolphin or pelican or whatever uh the reason why the pelican i'll back up and tell you a little story about it i was headed in, down the river in some rapids and uh i just pulled the pelican off of a big sandbar it was like 95 degrees and I stuck it in that cold water and hit a big rock doing about 15 knots. And uh, it just never paddled right from then on out. So <laughs> it was my fault, you know. But, yeah, any, you know, as long as you're on the water, man, I mean, I want those people into this sport. I want their next kayak to be something that will get them in a, you know, and competing, you know, or compete with a sun dolphin. I don't care. Just get out and do it. I mean, you'll love it. These guys want y'all on the water, no matter what Absolutely. you're in, so they can take your money. That's what it is. <laughs> you're not going to help the sport by shaming them. Just you know, support them, and they'll figure Absolutely. it out. Yeah, they'll figure Absolutely. it out. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been beat multiple times by guys in sit-ins. It. Yeah. I get no, we, we've got a we've got a local pickwick hammer here that fishes out of a send, and nobody's going. No, no electronics. Nope. It's all skill. Like <laughs> I've, I've been beat by every every local around here. All my buddies. I mean, it's just it just it is what it is. It's fishing, guys. You know, I mean, you're not going to win every tournament. You know, you'd like to win every tournament. You want to finish in the top five. You want to cash a check every time, and and you do the best you can to do that. But it's not going to happen every time. But if you dedicate yourself to it more times than not, you're going to be up there. You know, you That's get right. it out of what you put into it. For sure. If y'all have any questions tonight, if you fished uh, in the Kissimmee event, if you have any questions you want to get better, uh, please ask away. Uh, dude, I'm sure these guys would be happy to answer. Uh, but, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with John, the winner of day one. 
uh, tell us about your event and how it went for you and, and kind of talk about your practice too, because I have no idea how you would practice for that kind of event, especially if you know you're fishing the 10 too. How do you practice for that many days and how do you manage those fish? I, I don't know how you would possibly do that. So we'll start with you, John. Well, fortunately for me, um, I went down there last year, uh, covered a ton of water and then ended up at a body of water that I, I did pretty well, well, uh, well at. Um, so I fished there again this year, but during practice, I, once again, I just eliminated a ton of water, um, without actually fishing where I ended up fishing. Um, but just trying to find a bigger and better bite. It's just spending, you know, a, a half day here, just trying to figure out, you know, a spot in the spot. Cause I mean, you're in Florida, you're going to fish grass. Um, Come tournament day, uh, launching where I was at first, I launched by myself, which was cool. Didn't know if it was a bad thing or a good thing. Um, and then my morning didn't have really go as planned. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get my first fish till like nine thirty ten. So I was kind of, just kind of shaking in my boots a little bit. I mean, you get in your own head once things aren't going right. Um, and then from that first fish, I realized that I was on a moving bite, uh, and then I ended up, you know, throwing a frog and a spinnerbait all day in sparse vegetation, um, which was cool because I got to avoid, you know, flipping spatter dock all day, you know, trying to find that needle in a haystack type deal, you know, without having a spot on a spot. Um, I mean, it wasn't too crazy. I just found a really juicy spot, um, and then it worked out for me, but it didn't work out for me in the second day. I, uh, I ended up running fish too late in the day cause I couldn't, I couldn't get in my own head and slow myself down, which I'm um, really kicking myself in the butt for that. Tell me, uh, just because everybody knows that's the land of the, the big fish down there. What was your big fish for your, your whole event, you know, pre-fishing and everything. What was your big one? Oh man, I didn't, I didn't catch anything big pre-fishing. Uh, but my big fish was only, it's funny, I say only, uh, yeah, only um, 20 and three quarter inches. I mean, it's a big fish, but there was much bigger fish caught and there's a lot bigger fish down there. So, but I mean, if you have a couple of those that you, your bag was pretty much set. Yeah. Awesome. What so frog, for, well, if you would give it away, what frog were you throwing? I'm always looking to see if somebody's throwing something I'm not holding yet. Uh, I like the, the blitz frog. So the, the, it's like a black frog with, you know, paddle feet. Um, it's a really soft, hollow body frog with paddle feet. Hmm. What's frog? Who, who makes that? Uh, Blitz. It's uh, that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. It's a hollow belly or like a horny toad? It's, it's like... a hollow belly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get sick of throwing like horny toads because, you know, the legs break off and these are, you know, very durable rubber. I'll Is it closer to like a Stanley top toad? That's what uh, I'm. Yeah, or yeah. Is it, is it more like a traditional hollow body just with feet? Hollow body with feet. I mean, if you go on Tackle Warehouse and, and search Blitz Frog, it'll pop right up. I'll I check I, it out. I put it in order. I remember that one. There you go. A little bit of juice right there. Yeah, Blitz. Yeah. Get the Blitz Frog, people. Who knew? All right. All right, Russ. On to day two. Oh, oh I also I want to say thank you, oh, Josh, because I, I wouldn't be here if you uh, don't. <laughs> I, I think about it all the time, man. You. you you, you let me take that one so much appreciation <laughs> yeah man no problem what 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 happened 
I didn't sign, didn't, I didn't sign didn't up for the trailer, man. So he, he handed it to me. He would have kicked my butt, man. He by five inches. So All I, right. I, I so don't believe happened. Josh might have taken everybody's money. <laughs> and I definitely I definitely missed out on some money that weekend, but again, why why didn't you sign up? I didn't I didn't know if I was on what kind of fish I was on. I caught a couple big ones in practice, but it was my first day of pre-fish and I fished that spot and I hadn't been to it in a couple of days and I didn't know if it was worth signing up for the trail event until the day of and like the first three fish or something were over twenty inches. I was like, dang. <laughs> well, I messed up, but it happens. Yeah. Well, you still won the Invitational. And yeah, yeah, I can't. And I, can't I, was I was gonna say, if whole, you had to pick one to win, uh-huh. that's the one to win. So, yeah, because yeah, you got still, everything you got in the house. Going to hang out with Russ and Jody and all the rest of those guys. And I mean, I can't when we when we get to you to talk about the Invitational. I want to talk about the stuff because I'm a I'm a gear nut and I know y'all got all sorts of cool stuff. Right. So we'll get to that in a minute. So, uh, Russ, yeah. tell us about day two. And and you got to tell us about your uh, – what, what happened, man? The pre-fit, yeah, it's a pretty good story yeah. for the pre-fishing. I, I got up there pretty early, like a week before the tournament, and fishing a few places. And so I, I did well. I won the, the 10 last year and kind of had that area to, to fall back on. I uh, figured in case my pre-fishing didn't go well. And I had a, a few good, decent days pre-fishing, nothing spectacular. And then on – thursday i was out at, at cypress lake you know, it was pretty windy but I, i've been out in worse conditions before and i was getting something out of my front hatch and my little little digital scale uh that it fell out of my front hatch and it fell into the water and it was kind of drifting back on the side of me and i reached in the water to try to, to try to get it and i just put too much weight on the side of my boat and the wind was hitting me from the other side and over i went i went the kayak flipped i couldn't believe it uh, I've never even had a, a close situation where I was even close to flipping on a on a lake like that. And like I said, I've been out in way worse conditions and flipped the kayak. Uh, I had a couple rods and a paddle in my hand. And next thing you know, I'm just sitting on top of my kayak, made a little video of it. I'm sitting yeah, there, my phone was attached was great. to me. Like everybody <laughs> so, was worried about you, man. I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there. I'm like, well, um, I just will, you know, document this a little bit as I'm trying to figure out what the next move is and uh so i took a little video i called cody he made some calls to see if anybody was out on cypress lake and nobody was and i just sat there for probably four at least 45 minutes and finally i wait i saw a bass boat in the distance and i i grabbed my paddle and i just started waving my paddle up in the air and it took him a while before he saw me but he finally saw me came over to me I, i threw the gear that was already on top of the kayak there in his boat he helped me flip it back over and uh, you know, I lost, I had eight rods, I lost five of them and, uh, my tackle, luckily my black pack stayed closed. I, I got everything, you know, everything in there stayed there. It's a pain in the ass having to dry everything out though. But, uh, yeah, I also, the thing I lost though, is I had a big, uh, like Plano bag, you know, with all the little, you know, like a zipper bag with all the little Ziplocs inside that was just filled with probably 200 of my hand tied swim jigs. Oh. And I lost all of those, and that sucks. Because I mean, if I could, just, uh, it sucks. Especially since I had to man, it's probably at least fifty hours worth of work. Um, so was this about, before? Was this? This is was, Thursday. This is Thursday before the the ten invitational. Uh, but I did set a waypoint when I flipped it back over. My fish finder stayed good. Uh, my torpedo 
uh, was underwater for that whole time. And I, when I flipped it back over, I just turned the thing on and off I went. It was, it was good to go. There's a little, little bit of moisture underneath the, the screen on the throttle. Uh, it's yep. just about gone now, but besides that, it, it was perfect. I just, uh, so that was amazing. Uh, Torquino. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I got back, uh, got back, dried off, didn't fish the rest of the day. Uh, the next morning I tried going out, I was staying with Cody and, and Cody's like, dude, I'll go out there with you. We'll try to find the stuff. I had a waypoint of where it was. I was going to drag, you know, I bought like a little rake or a little, I don't know what it is, but I was going to drag, drag there, try to get my rods and my swim jigs. And he called Jamie Brah. He called a few people. There's probably four other people out there. They were all ready to help me out. And I was really so thankful cool. for, yeah, for people taking the time, especially the day before a tournament to take the time to help somebody like that. So I was, I was really Really thankful for that. And we, uh, we loaded our kayaks and I was just, we were just about to go. I'm like, uh, where's my fish finder at? And come to realize that I, I'm pretty sure I left my, my door unlocked to my truck. It was, it was on the, in the back of my truck by the back, not back seat, but the back area where I sleep back there. And, uh, it was gone. I think I left my door unlocked. Somebody jacked my fish finder with the waypoints. So I'm like, guys, uh, I don't think we're going to be able to do any good without a waypoint of where this was at. And, uh, so yeah, I only had like a couple, by that time, I went to Bass Pro, got another fish finder, spent a few hours pre-fishing on the lake that I won the tournament last year. Uh, and that's where I ended up fishing the tournament. But, um, yeah. And then come to, you know, come to find out in the tournament uh, first day, um, you know, uh, a couple of guys couple there of guys caught there. actually, yeah, they actually caught the, uh, they saw a rod tip sticking out of the water. Uh, they didn't even realize it was a rod tip and they start making some casts by it, started catching fish and then come to find out that, uh, it was my rod, <laughs> one of my <laughs> rods. So they, they found a couple of them and, and, uh, later returned those to me. So I got a couple of my rods back. I was stoked about that. And, uh, as far as the tournament goes, uh, first day, uh, actually started in an area where, um, started on the north side of this lake that i fished last year south sides where I, where I want it and there was a million kayaks there and we were all racing to get to the same spot and uh you know after fishing there a couple hours i only got a couple little ones had to leave drive somewhere else relaunch and pulled together a pretty solid limit in the afternoon of the first day and the, the second day i i just camped out there the the whole time and it was tough fishing though i had to had to grind it out and ended up uh, getting a good limit and winning the second day of the trail series there. And uh -huh. yeah, and getting second in the 10 invitational. So, so how, how do you catch them on day two? Uh, mostly just doing the same thing I did last year. I was fortunate where I literally went to like the same spot and pretty much did the same, same thing. I mean, they move around. The vegetation was a lot different than it was last year. Things definitely shifted around, but I was just flipping pads. The first day I was flipping, um, just I mean, it's, it's, you don't really want to give away too, too much because it seems like somewhere they go back a lot. So, I, you know, I don't. Yeah, want to yeah. yeah, no, I was just flipping the same thing. just Florida fishing. I was flipping pads uh, the first day and the second day I started using. I noticed that they weren't hitting it too much on the fall. I was flipping pads with like a beaver and like a quarter ounce weight, pretty lightweight. Uh, and a lot of times I wouldn't even just flip the pads. I kind of cast it past them and actually swim it in between the lanes and the pads and I'd kind of bump it off the stalks and then just let it fall really slow. And that's where they were biting it after I bumped the stock and kind of let it, let it fall down. 
Uh, it was working well the first day. The second day, they it wasn't really working as well. I noticed a couple of the bites I was getting was when it was just sitting there, uh, not moving. So I actually took uh, took a page out of Jody Queen's uh, playbook there and got a Z-Man Mag Fatty. Uh, I've had him for a few months because he's told me about him. I'm like, Mag hey, Fatties are hard to find now. You, you are, can't, are they? You can't uh, get these things just anywhere. Oh, I got a couple packs from from a while ago after he told me about them. And, you know, they float, that Z-Man plastic floats up. And I, uh, you know, I was just rigging at Texas rig with like an eighth ounce weight. And uh, it's super silty where I was. It wasn't hard bottom. It was really, really silty. So, and the fact they were eating it off the bottom, I, I wanted something that was going to stick up a little bit and kind of get up. I was thinking about a Tokyo rig, but it wasn't really coming through the pads that well. And uh, that Mag Fatty was doing a good job. And uh, I got a few of my key bites on that second day on that Mag Fatty. I want to... I was going to ask you real quick, um, back to when you flipped, you said you lost all the swim jigs. Was that all mm -hmm. the stuff you and Cody had just tied? Because I saw you had I mean, I made, when plan. I was with Cody, I was there for like nine days. We made, you know, buzz baits, spinner baits, swim. I probably made 30 swim jigs. So that was like 30 of the 200 that I lost. That's got, that hurts even uh, worse when you if i could it. just no. yeah if i could buy you know if i could spend a thousand dollars and and buy them then i'd be like all right that sucks too but i you know whatever a thousand you know i don't know i won money over the weekend so i just take it as a <laughs> as a loss but when i have to you know thing is i could try buying them myself but even the ones that i buy i know that eventually i'm gonna i have more confidence in the ones that i that i make and design myself so I'm going to have to just buy a few for now to get me by, but at some point I'm going to have to replenish those. So, Just for my own question, what size, what weight swim jig do you use? Quarter or three eighths? I, I use everything from an eighth. I use an eighth with like a little single tail grub, a quarter ounce with like a, a little dipper or like a, a baby menace, and three eighths with like a full size menace or, or a 3.8 Kytec or 4.3. I use a lot of different, all the way to usually half ounce sometimes i'll use it uh, it's not too often i'll use a quarter but eighth to usually quarter to, to half are the most common never use an eighth that's interesting they were with a little single tail uh oh what are those grow the zoom fat albert yeah a little eighth ounce with a, a zoom fat albert it works good in like small creeks and stuff i don't remember that yeah, yeah that's that's jimmy's jam that seems like that would be something he would use. I'm gonna be picking Russ's brain while we're in Lake Fort. I'm gonna pick myself, so that's I mean, that's swim, swim jigs work. Yeah, they were good at Lake. That's what I caught them on last year, at Lake Lake Fork for the the second one, the Bassmaster, a little white swim jig. It's such a versatile bait too, and like it you, is, it you, is. You catch them all the time on too. Yeah. Maybe not like dead a winter, but. All right, Jody. So the winner of the ten, kind of the most one of the most coveted events of the year. Tell us, tell us how you bested the field. How did you do it, man? <laughs> uh man, it's just I was at a place, uh, Lake Jackson down there. It's uh, Russ has been there. He was there earlier that week, I think. And is is that where you were fishing all the other the rest of the event? Yes. Uh, there was there was enough fish in one area of that lake. I could have stayed on that lake for ten days and, and never run out of fish. Uh, the the big ones were way back under some floating mats, and the the wind kind of changed the landscape out there a little bit. And what was left of the big mats 
they hadn't quite moved out of those areas yet. So if you could get into those areas where there was just a small mat, there was usually fish around them. Uh, the last day was a pretty tough bite. I had to do a lot of moving around the stuff, but, uh, you know, I pre-fished that area and, uh, me and Corey Dreyer was down there and, and we pre-fished it for a couple of days. And, uh, we knew pretty much after fishing in a couple of days, we were going to, that was going to be our primary spot. So I went, uh, the two days before the tournament started, uh, the first tournament, I went to Rosalie and was going to set in there and we had, the wind was so bad, man. I think, I think it was the day that the, you turned over, Russ. It yeah. was so bad on that southern launch on Rosalie, man. I had two footers, two and a half footers hitting the banks down there and I, I didn't even try to put in. So I went up to Lake Gentry, which is a little farther north than Jack, Jackson there. And the launch on that lake was on the north side, so it was protected pretty good. And I, I was just going to pull around there for, you know, rest of the half of the day. And I got out and I caught a couple small ones there in front of the ramp and went down that, the left side there and found a little canal and eased up in there. And I, I threw a chatterbait the whole time. And uh, There's a little lay down coming off the bank. The water was about 18 inches deep in there, two feet maybe. And I come out of there with an 11 2 as my personal best. It was 26 and a quarter, yeah, 26 wow. and, a, and a quarter inches long. And uh, congrats, man. Thanks, man. But the thing it was, my scales had gotten wet and they were, they wasn't working. And I had to put the fish over the side of the boat and I was going through my phone, you know, making sure my pictures were good for it. And uh, just happened to look up and there was a bass boat going across the mouth of the canal a red bass boat and I grabbed the fish and uh, I got down there and, and caught up with him and yelled at him. He had a set, set of scales and he waited for me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really bad about worrying about the fish a lot. So when he gave the fish back to me, I just shoved it in the water and <laughs> let it go, you know, after he waited, <laughs> I, I could have got pictures and, and, and did some sponsor stuff, but I was worried about you know, the fish being stressed and stuff. But, that was a monster fish. I mean, I pulled it out, and the first thing I did is I could stick my whole hand down in his mouth. I mean, all the way up to here. It was just a monster fish. But uh, so that was good. And, and then when the tournament started, I just went to Lake Jackson, man. And I tried throwing the mag fatty. Uh, never got nothing on it. I tried it for, you know, during pre-fishing, never got nothing on it. So it was pretty boring, really. I threw a jackhammer all four days all through the 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 tempitationals and and the and the other tournaments uh and the 10 it was all it was all jackhammer the only thing i changed was uh was the uh the color uh on the last day after that the wind beat that lake up it's a shallow lake and it got kind of kind of dirty so i went to a bluegill color which was a little darker and i had a breaking brim trailer and a diesel minnow on it and it just it darkened it up and when they quit hitting that that gold shiner I was throwing, they they were busting that bluegill. I mean, I was catching them like crazy off of it. We were catching 25, 30 fish a day in there. What phase were they in? Were they still, was it pretty they, or kind of all? Yeah, the fish I caught, that 23 and a half I caught that got me big fish that day, it looked like that thing just ate a turtle, man. It's it's good. <laughs> I, that fish was pushing, it was pushing nine pounds. I mean, it, it was full. I don't even know why it, why it ate. But they, they all seemed to be pre-spawn. They hadn't really moved up. And I figured with that moon and stuff. But I think the cold front might have just, sure. just kept them. Yeah, sure. I think it might have yeah. just kept them from it. Uh, I noticed that the, on Okeechobee, if you guys were watching the, 
the tackle warehouse uh, MLS stuff down there, they were they were catching some fish on, on beds down in there. So there were, I saw an area that, that was full of beds. There's but yeah, not many areas. There was There's beds. a couple spots that had them. I'd seen a couple beds. I, I seen a couple beds with nothing on them. I think that the first wave had come in and gone gone back out maybe, and maybe the second wave was just getting ready to come back in to those areas, those spawning areas. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think they completely spawned out at all. I mean, some of the fish that I caught, they were they had no red marks on the tails. They were in great shape, perfect shape. I mean, they wouldn't beat up or nothing. I mean, they were big fish. So they'd either already spawned early and was just out there post-spawn swimming around in some stuff, or they hadn't pulled up yet. Uh, well, there you go. Who would have thought that Jody would have won a few dollars on a jackhammer? That should be a band, Jody and the Jackhammers. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I told the guy, I said, I said, man, you know why they call them jackhammers? Because they catch jacks. I swear, I bet I caught 100 jacks, man, on that jackhammer. It was tearing the skirts off of them. I had three of, the, three of each of those colors, and I went through all of them, man, until the last day there. And we do have to back up. I got out of whack here. Josh, it's invitational. You could have won. Apparently, you could have won the day one and two, or maybe at, well, at least day one. But, uh, yeah, day, day one. I, I think I've been like sixth or so on day two. But. So you were safe for us. But yeah. uh, tell us how you won. How you won this invitational, Josh? Um, everything came from us fishing the mouth of the creek uh, in the morning. Especially day one, I had a good uh, jackhammer bite. You know, first couple hours of the day, I was actually able to fill out my limit and uh, caused some fish flipping, and then ended up getting my one more. 20 inch fish in like the last hour on a jackhammer i think i think i saw john because i was watching the temptational thing i saw john i think he got ahead of me i think I like 90 low 90s he had like 93 so i just started throwing a jackhammer covering some water because i had a bite flip in a while and suddenly i got another 20 inch you know last hour doing that but i love them jackhammers boys they, they work <laughs> um, <laughs> they work Normally, I wouldn't ask, but uh, what color were you throwing? And Jody kind of already spit out what he was throwing. I was throwing black and blue. Mine came black See, that's, that's my go-to. I've been wanting to mess with that gold shiner because um, it looks so good, but it's just I can catch a fish on that black and blue one, man. Right. If you, if, if you use those gold shiners with that golden boy trailer, man, they look like just like those wild shiners down there. That's why those fish like them so much. Yeah, I, I had some gold gold ones. I just never got myself to break off from that black and blue. It was working so well for me. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right, right. exactly. But yeah, uh, day two, my chatter bite was uh, slow. I think I hooked two on, and they both came off, and then it's kind of a rough start. I, one felt real big, and he got caught up in some reeds and uh, came off, and I think it was like 1030. I hadn't a fish yet. We started flipping pads and hooked in like a 19 and a half, not too much longer, got a 22 and a quarter. Flipping a uh, half ounce with a beaver behind it, do some pads, and luckily, so I fill out fill out my limit that day doing that. But yeah, it was good Wait, Jody and Josh, what were y'all going straight on your jackhammer? Was it were you still using fluoro with your jackhammer because of all the cover? I was. Yeah, I was too. I was using fifteen pound fluoro. Yeah, I don't throw nothing nothing but fluoro on my jackhammers. I, I've thrown them on braid before, but they tend to bend out the clasps. And it's just real. It's real rough on the on the on the chatterbait if you're throwing throwing braid with them a lot of times. Uh, 
it'll be it'll be in that that class bout. You know, all that jerking and stuff, jerking through grass and stuff like that. It's just so strong, and that that snap is so quick. When you pull that braid back, it it's rough on them jackhammers. Yeah, I agree with you. And now I read stuff online. I see like like Jake Harshman. I see you know Drew Gregory, and they say, oh, you gotta have the braid on there. It's funny how you know how it's like. Two people say one thing, two people say the other. and I think it depends on the rod that you're using. It really does. I think if you use, if you decide to use braid, you just need to, to use a softer rod. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I use a real stiff rod because I'm fishing heavy grass with it, you know, uh, so it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, if you're using those glass rods and you're fishing, you know, if I'm fishing areas in open water and dragging it on the bottom, busting rocks, and just you know, I don't have a lot of grass in there. I don't mind using those softer tip rods, but you'd be surprised how stiff the rod I'm using is. Yeah. Throwing a jackhammer on a broomstick. I well, like sometimes it. Yeah. With those those jackhammers, those chatter baits, they don't like like a spinner bait. They'll just crush it. A lot of times, with those jackhammers yeah. and chatter baits, they just take it like and come at you, and you, you don't even really Man. feel them getting it. And if you have too soft yep. a rod and you're using fluorocarbon. You go to yep. set the hook, and you just don't have enough power on the hook set. Yep. Like you never catch up to them. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, I use a I use an eight three to one retrieve uh, reel yeah. on on that on a seven four rod, and that just gives me that speed and that extra sweep. You know that longer sweep, and it, it catches up with them on some of them. But you know this time of the year, Russ, for some reason, especially this time of the year, they'll hit that thing and hit right towards you at fifty mile an yep. hour. All the time, and, I see it happen a lot. But but toward the later part of the year, they're not that. They don't seem to do it as bad. But this yeah. time of the year, man, I don't know what it is, dude. They, I mean, it's just a streak right at you. You know, you gotta you gotta make up that ground fast. Yeah, a lot of times you don't even feel the bite. You just lose the vibration. You know, exactly. And then your line starts going. Yeah. That was the biggest thing I had to learn. All my like curve of the jackhammer was. Well, like we were fishing it one day and this buddy of mine was just killing him and it was a little local tournament and I, I was throwing the exact same everything he was. And I, I was like, man, what are you doing different? And he was like, he's like, as soon as I feel it stop vibrating, he's like, just set the hook. And like, sure enough, I just threw it up against the bank. It was thumping. I just stopped feeling the thump, even though it was coming toward me and I just bumped it. And then it took off another direction. So they were just coming right up behind it and just barely grabbing it and staying with it. Exactly. I, I don't know how many fish I had missed that day because I didn't know that little, that little piece of information. Yep. Yep. I got Matt Ball throwing them things, man. And he was doing the same thing. I said, man, when that thing stops vibrating, lay into it. I mean, that fish has got it. And, uh, a lot of real good. you got like all of the kayak I'm world throwing that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great bait. It is, man. It is. I love it. Uh, those Mac Patties, man. That's my two go-to baits. Have anybody who's ever finally got a sponsor? No, it's never made me more happier than the day you got sponsored by Z Man. <laughs> I swear that made me happy. I was like, hell yeah! That if anybody deserved a sponsorship, it was Jody Queen and Z Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'll take the Jody Queen jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, you need to make one, man. Signature model. I need to design one. It's like how much, how much have people made on a jackhammer? It's like Brett Height, Jody Queen, oh <laughs> and Jody's coming quick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, cli- I'm like, climbing slowly on him. My opinion. Yeah, you ain't going to catch him, but you know, Russ is going to get him before I do if he keeps that keeps it up. No. <laughs> hey, something to be said. Russ won enough checks 
that he took a break from fishing. When have you seen yeah. that and during the <laughs> for one week? Like, I'm fish. hardly taking a break. You look at my schedule; <laughs> yeah. I'll be making up for it the rest of the year. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, before right. we get too far out of it, I wanted to go back to Josh. It, tell me about the Timvitational experience. You know, winning your way into the house, man. Talk about it. Oh, it was it was great. I mean, the house is a lot more a lot more going on than I kind of imagined it would be. You know. Everyone getting paid for, just the way they catered to everyone, just being there, uh, food every night, all the you know walking in with the gifts on the bed, uh, even even the filming that that was all a new experience for me. I've never filmed myself on my kayak, and never had anyone filming me, so that was kind of kind of weird at first, you know, having a guy with the, in a kayak with a camera beside you. But I mean, <laughs> it was a great experience overall. Like it was, it was a lot more than I ever imagined it'd be. That's all. What was the what was the feeling you got from the other anglers when you come in? Were they threatened or? No, they're, I mean, everyone, everyone's very, they're all welcoming. I mean, they're, they're all oh, yeah. cool, a good group of guys. They even, uh, they probably see video or something. I might've heard, uh, my fuel pump went out uh-huh. and I think half the house is out there taking the bed off my truck with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Scott might've put a Facebook live video or something like that, but. Why would they put a fuel pump under the bed? you either got to drop the tank which is a pain in the yeah. ass and yeah uh, on their chevys or or just yeah. like josh i was heard i heard about people switch out of those fuel pumps and dropping that tank what a pain in the ass and josh yeah. looked it up and he's like it says here it's easier just to take off the whole bed i'm like do, <laughs> yeah, it. It is. <laughs> do you have this <laughs> huh do you have the same truck silverado I have a silver. I have a GMC Sierra, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. The I mine, same. Have, mine has four over four hundred thousand miles. Same. That's probably the only thing I haven't changed on that truck is that fuel pump. It's original fuel pump, so that's. You better knock on some wood. Yeah, it ended up working out. We had that uh, uh wind delay because I was up to drive me around that day to the spot or something, but uh, ended up getting delayed, so we got my truck back and running. So. Yeah, it worked out good having that right. uh, that day off. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. That's a. Getting into that house via the Invitational has got to be just one heck of a cool. I don't right. know, like qualifying for it's one thing, but then like just working your way in as literally last minute as you can. I think that's pretty, pretty badass. Right. It, it, it really made me wish I had signed up for the shows even more because I've had some good uh, AOI points to start the year off with. Like, yeah, uh, man. Qualify. Points just means you got to hammer down now. You've. You've stated that you can do it, and people are looking at you now. So now you got to just hammer down. Yeah, I'm probably hoping to have another good run over at. Uh, I think I'm going to do Murray. Hope have a good run out there. Have some good fish. Let's go get it, Josh. All right, man. <laughs> I, I I guess kind of all I'm asking people who all won, you know, an event. So you're you're going to have a positive feeling towards it. But how do you feel about having so many events stacked on top of each other? Is that I, I mean that's something. Maybe somebody who did poorly would feel a lot more negatively against that. But, and, you know, we don't want to talk bad about any trail. I don't mean it like that. But how, how do you feel about that? Is that good or, or what? Yeah, the cooperation between KBF and, and, and uh, the BOS series this year, they have staggered their events, even, even in conjunction with bass events. I mean, mm-hmm. they all got together and they made it so we could all fish them. Now, the amount of events, for me, I do this for a living, so I have to have those events out there. I'm, I'm glad that they're just – I'm glad there's too many for me to fish because it gives me a lot of options. Uh, uh, 
there might be one on a lake one week that I don't know anything about. And the next week it might be on, or the same weekend, there could be another one somewhere, but most of this year it's going to be the next weekend. Usually I might know something more about that. I might skip this one and go, go to that lake that I'm more familiar with. I mean, I, I love having those options because it, it puts food on my table. I mean, too, the with just one event having day oh, one. Oh, you mean you mean stacked on top of each yeah, other? That, that too. Uh, it's kind of mixed feelings on that. It's according, it's according, I guess, to for me. I would rather have like one event on one weekend and then the next event on another weekend. Some guys they like them stacked like that, but uh, you're talking about the ten invitation on the trail series. Yeah, like, you know how they yeah. stack on top. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I would rather just fish separate tournaments both days or just, you know, uh, put the Timbitational off to, to another day. But, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. There's there's other things that go on behind the scenes, uh, you know, the amount of money, how how you're hooked up with the, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, how, how long you can have the house for. I mean, all those things play a part in the decisions to do those things. Uh so, I mean, there, there's more to it than just, you know, picking a spot and saying, hey, we're going to do this this one weekend, this the next weekend. And, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. It seemed to work out well as far as, as getting good number, you know, pulling people yeah. from, from all over the country. I mean, the Absolutely. Numbers were pretty Absolutely. impressive. And that yeah. maybe has so something to do you, with doing the trail series on top of it. Gives more yeah, people so, incentive uh, to make it, yeah. you know, worthwhile. I guess the drawback would be is if you, if you hit those – those trails on one weekend and then try to push the temptational to another weekend, people wouldn't be able to get all for it and, and all yeah. that. You know, yeah. those, those certain, those certain, there's pros and cons to it, but I love being able to fish two separate tournaments on, on a Saturday and a Sunday with KBF and, and the two day tournaments with uh, BOS. I mean, it's just, I love it. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it that way. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. Uh, I'll, I'll ask real quick while you just because you said that. So, Josh, did you all had the weather delay and the fact that you you fished the weekend? Did you already have it kind of pre-planned out, knowing that you had a chance to get into the house? Uh, not really. I mean, like I said, if I was still more confident in my spot, I'm going to sign up for the trail series. Uh, I mean, it was the best thing I had going, but I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I, it was the first spot I checked out pre-fishing. I mean. I, mean, I was going to go in. And I was hoping to get some big fish, but I didn't expect you know be able to get out as big of limits as I did. Do you have to like call into work and be like, "Look, I'm just uh, not." I, gonna... <laughs> no, I plan to take off of that and uh, Seminole a week after, which is kind of weird because I graded Kissimmee and Seminole ended up being like probably one of the worst events I've had in years. We only had you know half a day to pre-fish though, but right, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's show up, show up. Yeah. It's the first hope you've been. I haven't caught a limit at, so I was like, I was a little disappointed, but I mean, can't be upset about it. You know, we all have bad tournaments sometimes. Yeah, it is. I'm never going back there. I'm done with Seminole. <laughs> it's off the list. I've marked it. I'm, I marked it off. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope we go back next year just because I'll try to get some redemption with it. You know, I, just, I said that, man, that that was the, my redemption year was this year, and it didn't happen. So no. Yeah. it is what it is so uh yeah so uh, we've we've kept y'all on for an hour we appreciate y'all russ is in a car somewhere by a domino's <laughs> dude he looks kind of like a, like a like a low-key gangster 
He's got his little <laughs> He looks like he's waiting for somebody to come outside of Domino's and he's just going to bust him one, you know? <laughs> he's waiting on knuckles. that pizza to be delivered, man. Yeah. That's a side hustle, dude. He's a uh, – not what pizza is Pizza delivery guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make that money, man. <laughs> All right, John, we'll start with you. Uh, where can people find you? And uh, if you want to give me a shout out, stay by and make sure you're fishing easier. Yeah, so I only really I have a personal Instagram, which uh, KBF Blasted. You can follow me on that, follow me on that but uh, there's some stuff on there you probably don't want to see. So uh, <laughs> my, my fishing page or Instagram is. Now I really want to see. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll accept the followers. It's cool. Um, so my Instagram is uh, JXF underscore fishing um you can follow me on that um facebook but i don't i don't really deal with facebook too much not a good platform um but yeah i i want to thank my fiance lauren um my son oliver they deal with me being away not only from work but fishing as well and then uh yeah gotta represent dakota lithium man um damn good batteries and they they support me uh they get me whatever I need whenever I need it. Thanks, Stormy. Thank you. All right, Josh, how about you, man? Um, well, I asked that question again, just kind of forgot what you asked. Yeah, where, where can people find you online? I know you just that's, got that's right. that was the That was the first question. Yeah. Who makes it easier for you, man? Yeah, Instagram is Josh J. Sharp. Uh, I got a Facebook, too. It should be me holding a fish. I have my other one actually got hacked. Couple weeks ago, I just had to make a new one last week, so I think it might be confusing. I know, I think you guys reached out to me on my old one, possibly, but yeah, the new one's with me holding a fish. And like I said, Instagram's Josh J. Sharp, those are my two social media things. As far as uh, people think, I guess just friends and family, no, no sponsor anything at the moment, but it's coming, don't worry. Holler at Josh, come on, he's, he's wearing all kind of stuff. Josh Sharp, find him on the new Facebook, he's all right. up. Hold up a fish. I come in Florida. Yeah, I worked out. Take a picture down there. Throw you need out. to. You need to just go take a picture holding a check. That can just be your thumbnail picture. But I, I, it probably is somewhere. I think I just got to find him. Is if Adam's if Adam Riser is right, he's a man on the move. So check him he out. Needs, he needs to get that guy that made that fuel pump for his truck. Man, that's a non endemic. He needs to go after right there. <laughs> that fuel pump. Napa. 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 There you go, man. Napa. Next time you see him on the water, he's going to be in a Napa wrapped boat. Looks like one of Napa wrapped <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Napa like now. All right, and the and the old pimp mobile. What's up, man? How can people find it? You talking to me? I missed that. Yeah, <laughs> mobile, man. Uh, you can find me at Russ Snyder's. Russ with one S. Snyder's with an S at the end of it. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, thank my sponsors. Uh, like I said, Dakota Lithium Stormy is awesome. Always hooks me up with uh, all the batteries I need. Takes care of me really good. And, uh, I rod fishing. Um, I've got a new signature series rod coming out here in the next, hopefully, couple weeks or so. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. I'll, uh, it's going to be the new Gen 3 uh, model that they just came out with here pretty recently. And uh, dugout bait and tackle, where you can yeah purchase both the Dakota lithiums and and I rods. Uh, Torquedo uh, is a new sponsor I just signed on with, as, as well as uh, Catch. Uh, just signed on with them and uh, Quantum. 
Quantum Reels as well. So I'd like to thank all those companies that. Uh, all right, you don't hear enough about Quantum. I love some Quantum, man. I do too. Quantum. I've been using them for twenty years now. Um, a lot of their reels I've had for damn close to twenty years. I've you know really good about reel maintenance and taking them apart. And um, I don't care what people say. I mean, those things, you know, they they hold up. And you know, mm-hmm. once in a great while, I'll replace a little bearing or something like that. But they they really treated me well over the years. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm obviously not sponsored by them, but they really support their old stuff too. Like you can get all their old parts. Yeah, they're really good about parts. There's diagrams you can order, go through the whole thing, and order whatever part you need. And uh, it's it's all relatively you know pretty affordable for uh, for ordering the parts to fix your reels and just keep them going. And yeah, they they've done great. Cool. All right, Jody, how about you, man? Uh, yeah. Um... You can find me on the Jody Queen Fishing on Facebook and Jody Queen Fishing on Instagram. Uh, go over and give me a like, man. I need all the, all the, all the help I can get. Um, <laughs> my, my sponsors, man. You know, a special shout out to uh, DZ and Catch, man. The what and what they did for the ten. I mean, DZ is is really throwing down some serious support for KBF and and, and fish and kayak fishing in general. Uh, Josh Nichols, man, he's a great guy. I appreciate all that he's done for the sport there. Um, fishing online, of course, everybody knows that that's where I get most of my stuff from, Torquedo. Man, if you'd have seen me where we launched at after that wind shoved that high since the end of that ramp, I mean, it was blocked. I mean, it was – you could almost walk across it. And that 11.03, man, it, it shoved me right through it. I mean, it was crazy how I got through that stuff. Me, me and Corey both, we both running 11.03s, and it was just – they were just badass. Uh, cash and rods. Uh, they've been there for me, man, since the beginning here. Uh, I've been with them about a year and a half, but they just, they're real good about listening to us and, and, and improving their, their, uh, product. And they're really trying to get into the kayak market and they're making a whole line of rods just for kayaks. Uh, they've been doing really well for us. Uh, Yak Attack, Hobie, Dakota Lithium, uh, Stormy, man, I, like you say, man, Stormy takes care of you, dude. I mean, he's he's always been there. If, if you need something, I mean, he's always right there for you. I mean, he takes care of us real well, and I really appreciate him. And, uh, you know, of course, Hobie, man. You know, I've been, ever since I switched over to the Hobie, I mean, I have no – I've just been doing really well out of it. I mean, I love the boat. It's comfortable. It's, uh, it holds a lot of stuff, and, and everything's spaced out and easy to get to. And that 360 drive, man, and that wind down there is just like having spot lock. It's about – I mean, it's not quite as good as spot lock probably, but I have no problem holding in that wind. I mean, it just – you can just sit there and just work the handle and, and stay right on spot and fish. I'm fishing more than I'm adjusting anymore. So that, that really puts my bait in the strike zone a lot, lot longer. But, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Good deal. Well, we appreciate y'all's time. Russ sitting in a car for the last hour and 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> we appreciate y'all, and good luck the rest of the season. See, man, too, obviously, you know. You man baits, man. I, I, I probably left them out, but, man, I, good Lord. What can I say? <laughs> I can't say nothing, man. A jackhammer. People, people yeah. know you want to throw a jackhammer. But yeah. They, yeah, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate your time, and I'm sure y'all will win again. And we'll have y'all, all of y'all, on the show again before too long. And especially Josh, where I keep hearing Josh, he's everywhere, yeah. he's all the yeah, time. Man. So, yeah, yeah Good thanks luck. for having me, man. We appreciate it. Yep, we'll thanks, see y'all. Guys. Too, guys. Yeah, all right, see you guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Take care. Have a good night.
All See right, you guys. Go. All right, there we go. Now let's talk about some other winners, a couple other tournaments out there this weekend. We had uh, Kayak Anglers of Florida. It's warm out there. They had another tournament this weekend because uh, KBF was a couple of weekends ago. But uh, Sunshine State Trail on Claremont Train, 30, Claremont Chain, 35 anglers. Michael Parker got first with 73 and a half. Sherman Bishop, heard that name a lot, with 69 and a half. And Thomas Woodring with 69 and a half. And last but not least, Queen City KBF, uh, probably the biggest trail in the country. 108 anglers, four fish limit, so they're a four fish limit trail. Um, a tough tournament, only 27 anglers had a limit. Benny was one of them, I will say that. He had the last four fish limit. Thought I'd throw it in there. We'll shout out to my boy. But um, only uh, Chris Godwin, 74 and a half. He won, again, four fish limit. Joey Randall with 71 inches was in second. And third was 70 and a half. I didn't write the person's name. I'm sorry. Mis Mystery man number three. So there you go. I don't know why. Why didn't I write his name? That's weird. But yeah. I do the same thing. I write down the lengths first because I don't know. I guess that's what I care about. And then I look, look down and I'm like, well, I don't know who caught it. <laughs> yeah, I got the number. So whoever you are, congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> congrats to all the winners. And thanks to guys being on show tonight. We appreciate y'all and appreciate your time. But uh, yeah, next week we got um, Watts Bar. So Hobie Watts Bar. Not a lot of people signed up, but it's going to be brutally cold. But that doesn't matter. Sure they'll, they'll, uh, it, it's going to show out from some of the local like buddies of mine. Tennessee guys say that's the lake that's the next chick. Like it, it's going to show out. So this time of year, there's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough fishing, but there's going to be some bigs that are going to show up right now. I honestly, I truly wish, I wish I would have thought about it more because like Seminole and Watts bar are probably equal distance from my house. I wish I would have fished Watts bar instead of Seminole for me. It, it fishes more to my strengths than what Seminole does. Uh, like jigs, you know, a rigs, things like that. That that's more my jam, and I wish I would have fished that. But uh, I had really planned on it. But uh, this year, Hobie's entire schedule, all but I think one event, doesn't work with when we have my daughter and everything. So I, you know, I could do some rearranging, but it's just not worth it in the end. You know, if it was like Gunnersville or somewhere, I've got a lot of confidence in, then I would probably make the arrangement and everything. But We'll hit it again. It'll somebody will come back through because they all say Watts Bar is about to turn into the lake to be at. So, yep, yep, they'll be there. Somebody will be there again. But uh, yeah, good luck to the guys. Be safe out there on the the cold water of Watts Bar. But uh, somebody's going to sack them up for sure. But y'all be safe out there. Be good and wear your PFDs. We'll see y'all again next week. See ya. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. The Reel Down was brought to you by the Dugout Bait and Tackle in Marietta, Georgia. They have everything you need for your next fishing adventure from rods, reel, line, and tackle all the way up to Hobie Fishing Kayaks. They carry all your favorite brands like G. Loomis, St. Croix, Shimano, and many, many more, as well as all of our best bait companies. Give them a like and follow and head on over to the Dugout Bait and Tackle today and be sure and tell them that Paddle and Fin sent you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin. 
on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 